This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. We transform Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities through professionally produced podcasts and a host of social strategies. Visit Proudmouth.com to learn more. Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now, here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you might be listening to this podcast. John Cutton here. Thanks for joining another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. I am excited again today. I have my, ready for this, Anton, very, 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 (laughs) very good friend, Anton Anderson, with me today for a repeat offense. This is uh, Anton's second time here on the show. So how are you today, bud? Well, I'm much better now after your intro. I mean, my day was already good, but now it's it, you just took it to the next level. Was I, it three I, varies? No, that was four. four. That was, was four, four varies, John. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. And you know what's funny? We might have to do a retake because I only wanted to give you three very, very, very. I, it's, this is being recorded. I think it's done. I think we should move on. I think we got four varies. And uh, yeah, what's your question, John? Ooh, look at that. Look at that little <laughs> Jedi mind trick. I like it. I like it. So, um, Anton, thanks uh, in all seriousness. It's my pleasure. Being here today. And uh, I had Anton on, I don't know, maybe six, seven, eight months ago, something along those lines, maybe even longer now, which is one of our best viewed podcasts. Don't get your head too big. We'll see if uh, you could do that two times. But, you know, for those who might not have listened to that podcast or just for a quick kind of refresher, maybe you could just share uh, with the audience a little bit about what you do over at Elite Resource Team, and then uh, we'll kind of get into our agenda a little bit. Yep, sure. So I'll, I will make this real quick, kind of a one, two minute summary of the background, set some context and what we do at Elite Resource Team. Originally, Financial Advisor started in the Smith Barney environment got introduced to CPA partnerships and alliances early on. In 2008, kind of ventured out on my own, quickly started focusing on CPA partnerships and went through half a dozen to a dozen training programs that probably your listeners are familiar with and learned a lot from some incredible people. Ended up creating some really good partnerships and got the attention from advisors that started offering to fly out to San Diego and sit down for lunch and learn what we were doing. Lots of family members are are educators, so I always kind of say I got bit by two bugs. One is the E of education, and the second is the E of entrepreneurship. And so, after probably three or four advisors reached out offering to take me to lunch or pay me for an hour of my time to talk about what we had built within this CPA partnership, it kind of hit me that there was an opportunity to build something you know bigger. And I really liked the idea of implementing education into it. And so that's when we launched Elite Resource Team in late 2014. And it truly is a training company. We train financial advisors and insurance agents how to build more proactive and holistic partnerships with primarily accountants. But of course, that bleeds a little bit into attorneys as well. And do it in a slightly different way, not as much of trading referrals, but more focused on collaborating to create a virtual family office experience for their high-end clients. 
And so that's something that's got a lot of attention in the last couple of years. I mean, we've been beating this drum since 2014 and I lived it since 29, 2009. But the concept of the virtual family office has really um, taken off. And as a result of that, obviously, it's, it's added a lot of additional attention and exposure for us, which is exciting. So happy to, to go in any direction here, John, that you'd like to today. And I'm, I'm honored to be on with you. Honored. Look at that. That's why I gave you four berries. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well said. And maybe just um, to quote unquote, frame it out a little bit more. So Elite Resource Team is a training company, right? Teaches financial advisors how to partner with CPA firms and utilizes holistic planning for higher net worth folks generally using the virtual family office. And then I know you've got kind of like two sister companies, I, I'll call it, right? Elite Mastermind Group, and then also Elite Marketing, as well as what I think you call it. Maybe you could just give a little bit of an understanding of what those two organizations do. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So they've just grown organically, right? I mean, truly, when you think about an entrepreneur, obviously, they look at the marketplace and then they say, what are the needs? And then they try to come up with solutions to service those needs. So the original company elite resource team is a training company, trained about 1100 advisors, primarily in the US, maybe 10% throughout Canada, the UK, Mexico. So as we started building deeper relationships with advisors, there's a handful that have just done very, very well. They wanted more access and they wanted to work with advisors out of those 1,100 that were really at that, that next level. So we created a mastermind community to foster more of that tight-knit opportunity for them to really develop relationships and spend more time with us one-on-one in coaching. So that's Elite Mastermind, and we have a handful of coaches there. We have a VFO or virtual family office concierge. We have some incredible accountants, one of which you've had on before, Paul Latham, who's a partner who really lends his experience and expertise. If you hadn't listened to that episode for your listeners, he started, grew and sold his accounting firm for about $45 million. So we have thought leadership there that attracts other accountants and CPAs to participate with the advisors. And then elite marketing, it really came as a result of advisors and accountants saying, we love it. We've got a partnership going, or we love the virtual family office. And we're struggling when we look in the marketplace to find an opportunity to plug into an FMG suite or a snappy Kraken or you know any of these other competitors that are talking about things that are relevant to our new value proposition. Those things might be good at talking about IRA rollovers or you know, more traditional. But what has been created now between the partnership of the advisor and the CPA is truly holistic when we talk about not only the wealth management, but the risk mitigation or the insurance. We've got the tax planning, and then we have legal services and then business advisory services. So elite marketing came from the idea of how do we actually communicate to clients and especially high net worth clients or high income earners about things that are a little bit more sophisticated, more complicated, but truly unique in the marketplace and do that ideally between the partnership with the advisor and the CPA. So I, I, I can go into any one of those in more detail, but I'll, I'll pause there for a moment. Ooh, pause. Yes. And you're going to pause and I'm going to pivot. So, you know, as we're talking, I'm going to go slightly in a different direction just to keep you on your toes, Mr. Anderson, as I often do. So 
I like to, as you know, kind of say things back to make sure I'm checking in my understanding and our listeners' understanding. So, you know, lots of our listeners, you know, as, as you know, and our audience knows, a big part of how I built my financial planning practice is through CPA alliances and building mutually beneficial relationships. Anton and I were kind of spitballing right before we started here. And he reminded me that last time uh, that we did a podcast together, we talked about that delicious Reese's peanut butter cup. And we talked about, I don't remember who was the chocolate and who was the peanut butter. I probably wanted to be the peanut butter because I like peanut butter better than chocolate. So, and what I mean by that is I also have had and still have in a smaller way, a training and coaching company that teaches financial advisors how to partner with CPAs. Anton and I at one point were quote unquote competitors and kind of knew of each other, but we're doing our own thing. And that's where that kind of Reese's peanut butter cup comes in. The way I built my business historically through partnering with accountants and CPAs has been through what you know we call today the mass affluent marketplace, working with primarily the CPA firm's 1040 business, maybe some small business owners, but really under the guise of, hey, let's help you with some financial planning. Let's manage your $500,000 to $5 million portfolio, and let's kind of you know serve you and give you a really nice client experience. What Anton was doing um, in his training company was teaching advisors how to partner with CPAs uh, and accountants, but to really do so to go after the CPA's very best clients, generally super high income earners and more likely than not business owners with more sophisticated planning needs. And what's interesting is we were both leaving lots of opportunity on the table because every CPA firm, you know, or I shouldn't say every most, have both of those opportunities. And we've kind of blended right our coaching program together. And while I have nothing to do, by the way, uh, to, in full transparency with Elite Resource Team, I do help as a coach and lend some intellectual capital to the Elite Mastermind Group and often join the group. And some of the systems and processes they utilize are actually systems and processes that I develop. And then Elite Marketing Company is something that I think uh, Anton and Paul and company were really intuitive in building something that was missing in the marketplace as well to actually help build momentum on you know the hardest part. One of the things I always like to say is the hard part is getting the CPA to say yes to a partnership. The harder part is then influencing them to do what it is you want them to do, i.e. giving you right introductions and referrals to their clients. And what Anton did is built a system and a process around content and building awareness and in essence, building a sales funnel for the CPA's clientele to ultimately become interested, if you will, and engage in a consultation with the advisor and the CPA together. So what I really wanted to focus on today, Anton, is to go a little deeper and maybe spend you know, 10 or 15 minutes or, or less maybe on really going deeper into what what the mastermind members, right? There's 1,100 advisors who've gone through your elite resource team program. And I think there's like 60 or 70 advisors roughly in your mastermind group. Is that accurate? Yep, 70. 
Okay, so 70 advisors. So in the elite mastermind group, maybe you can just go off on a a little bit of a rabbit hole here and talk a little bit more about that value proposition. And when advisors engage in that mastermind group, because I I believe living inside of it a little bit with you, that it's a community that's super special and that ultimately really helps advisors who are serious about partnering with CPAs win. And without that ongoing coaching, right, on a long-term basis and peer-to-peer learning, I found from my training program and your training program, while like you said before, just to kind of echo it, lots of advisors had success. It was usually those who were really, really dedicated and really able to you know, hold themselves accountable and had some gifts as well from a leadership perspective. And I know within the mastermind group, some of the advisors had success early on, but some you know, have been dabbling, if you will, and it was time for them to really double down. And you've put a lot of resources into that mastermind group. So now that, I, that I've talked for most of the podcast, how about I turn it back over to you and you can talk a little bit about that mastermind group. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Yeah. And I'll, I'll try to highlight a couple of things I think that are helpful for a listener, regardless of whether or not they ever work with Mastermind. I'll say, I'll talk about the principles that I think make Mastermind valuable and that can be implemented with or without Mastermind. So yes, there's a couple core things that are working for us and against us, right? In the CPA partnerships. And I always talk about this, the, the base of a great relationship is win-win. Obviously, John, you're the same mindset, and that's why we work well together. Advisors are very good at a couple things, and CPAs are very good at a couple things. So both have strengths, but they both have weaknesses as well. You know, the advisors usually have a quick start. They're excited. They've got a little bit more time. They're willing to make take a little bit more risk. They aren't trusted as much as the CPAs are. The CPAs, Bandwidth is an issue, time is an issue, but they have trust and they typically have relationships. And so the marriage there is just an incredible synergy. In the mastermind, what we do is we essentially go along for the ride with them, meaning we roll up our sleeves and get on Zoom meetings and actually have conversations with the advisor and the CPA together from the beginning. So we help them, we help the advisors really decide whether or not this is even a CPA I want to form a partnership with, which is already like slightly mind-blowing to some advisors because unfortunately too many look at it like, oh, CPA, if I could just form a CPA partner, my business would change. That's not the case. If you could just form a CPA partnership with the right CPA, your business would change. So we help them identify the right CPA. We help them build the relationship right from beginning, establish the trust, establish the ground rules, talk about potential issues way before they ever come up, handle all of the revenue sharing discussions. And then we help them, and probably this is the most important thing, have a conversation about where are they today, meaning where are both of their businesses? Where do they want to see this go, particularly the CPA? And what role does the advisor play in that process? So it's kind of a point A, where are they today? Point B, where are they? Where do they want to go? And then point C is, well, how do they? How are we actually going to get it done? And let's create a plan. And typically, it takes a couple hours to help them get from where they are to where they're trying to go. With the advisor being an essential part of that process. So that's really important for those of you listening that are interested in CP relationships. You got to take time to understand where they are 
all of the little nooks and crannies and, you know, everything that's potentially going to be a benefit or get in the way of forming a true potential, forming the true potential of the partnership, where are they actually trying to go to? And then take the time to create a plan. So the CPA, think about them like the most detail-oriented engineer client you've had. They want a process. They want a plan. They want to, they want to follow. They want to know you're not just shooting at the hip. And then I'll tell you what else is very helpful, John, in the mastermind is we come in as like the prophet from a foreign land, right? I mean, not only do we have accountants that will do this and thought leaders who are accountants, so they have some credibility already established in the CPA's eyes, but we also come in as a little bit more of a neutral third party. We're not, we're not like the advisor. So we have an ability to lead them through and go into places in the conversation where they probably wouldn't go at least as quickly with the advisors as they will with us. So we help them to develop that plan. Then what we do is we, we make sure we're identifying all the potential landmines before we get too far down the path. And we lead them into, after the plan's established, a phase of 90 days of coaching where we meet with them every other week. So one hour Zoom meeting, we're meeting with the advisor and the accountant, and we're implementing that plan. And everyone knows habits are the most important things to establish when you're trying to develop something new. So that's the whole point of the 90 days is, okay, now you've got this plan. You're both excited about it. What habits do we need to establish in order to make sure that we're actually implementing this plan? And not just for 45 days, but we go the full 90 days to make sure, boom, we've got a solid relationship with new habits that lead to two to three introductions per week from the CPA to the advisor. And after those 90 days, those habits are established. They can continue to receive coaching from us, but it's not on a biweekly basis because they now have habits established on their own. Yeah. So Anton, well said, I know you've got a couple other points probably to make about mastermind, but I just, I just want to highlight a little bit of what you just said for the listeners. Cause I think it's, uh, I, I don't know of anything else like it in the industry. So go back to what I said before, and I've seen this over and over and over and over again, advisors, A, it's hard enough to just get a CPA to say, yes, let's work together. You kind of teach your ERT model and my KCG model teaches advisors how to do that. And we got a pretty good process that if you follow it, it's kind yep. of painting by numbers to, yep. to steal uh, our, our friend Paul's uh, little phrase there. Where most advisors then fail is the CPA says yes, and then what winds up happening is you go, great. If you know someone, pass them along. If I know someone, pass them along. Maybe pay, play you know, an occasional round of golf or go out to lunch or dinner or drop off a, you know, a tax survival basket and tax season, and then it becomes out of sight, out of mind. So the key to partnering with CPAs is the consistency in meeting with the CPA as you said, building like a joint marketing plan of how you're going to build um, this enterprise, if you will, within the CPA's business. And then most importantly, having the skill set. And I'm just going to highlight that. Here's what we learned. And as you think about how Anton built the business, right, the business keeps evolving because we keep figuring out that we need to do more and more for the advisor and allow the advisor to outsource because there's a reason so many advisors are unsuccessful working with CPAs is because it's a very, very different skill set. And we've got, I'm going to say a half dozen 
uh, maybe even more than that now, folks in the organization that have actually won at working with CPAs, that actually have tons of at-bats and tons of experiences. So the piece I want to highlight is the advisor's job is to get the CPA to say yes. We give them a system and a process. Once they say yes, you're basically, as an advisor, if you're part of Anthem's elite uh, mastermind group, you're basically outsourcing what I'm going to call the accountability, the coaching, and all of the really hard, dirty work to build the right habits. And our coaches have been you know, trained and developed on leadership, on how to get people comfortable, on how to you know, diagnose readiness assessment to do particular tasks, et cetera. And to me, that's where the beauty is in that you're, as an advisor, watching it being done and you're, al- you're allowing someone else to do your dirty work. And the other part there is someone else will push harder than you will because they're not emotionally attached to the relationship. And that's how you ultimately make change. You, you, you change by getting someone uncomfortable and getting them to do whatever it is that's making them uncomfortable. And that's the reason most advisors don't have success with CPAs is because they don't have the leadership skills, the guts, the process, whatever it may be, or the heart to make that CPA uncomfortable. But after 90 days, once you get them through that uncomfortableness, what now happens, as Anthony was saying, is you've built a habit, and now it's a plate that's spinning for you. And while the mastermind coach doesn't completely step away after 90 days necessarily, they only need to come in every once in a while to give that plate a little bit of a spin, because at that point, you should be able to carry on with the process that was created. So I'll just pause there, Anton, and let you uh, comment on that. And then I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about kind of like the business advisory side of things and and a little bit of inside of uh, the Elite Mastermind Group, how, how some of that works as well. Yeah. So really well said. I think you, you nailed a number of important points there. And I, I think one thing I would add to that is we are helping also the advisor slightly reprogram their brain in terms of how to work with accountants. And what I mean by that is everything you said, John, is completely accurate. And we also have the benefit of perspective, right? We've seen now hundreds of partnerships. And typically, the mistake that advisors make, whether it's in the KCG program or the ERT program, is they get that advi- that CPA that says yes, and then it's like they go right back into their advisor zone. First opportunity, it's like a little bit of blood and water, and they're sharks. And, and what you have to do is actually sit back and be probably 10x as patient as you think you need to be, because what is happening is you're establishing a relationship first and foremost, and a relationship takes time and it takes trust. So we are teaching the advisor, let us lead you and the CPA through a process. You need to be patient. You need to build that relationship. It's not going to be two to three clients introductions a week right out the gate, but the first like scent of blood you get, like you just need to sit back and be cool. Like, just trust us on this because that's, that, that's almost like a little test. And if you take it, you're just showing, oh, just like every other advisor. No, no, no. We need to sit back. 
We need to be patient. We need to look and keep the entire perspective of the potential relationship in mind. And so that, that's really what we're trying to do is, is set up a relationship unlike the CPA has ever had before. And that's what we've been able to do, which is why I think we actually have, we are growing twice as quick from the CPA partnerships as we are, are from the advisors because the, the word's getting out in the CPA community that there's a different way to build partnerships. There's a different way to service clients. You know, the whole con- contextual situation of what's going on with COVID and the IRS and more tax law changes is just creating so much opportunity to help CPAs really redefine their role in the marketplace and redefine their value to clients that it, it really is a perfect storm as long as an advisor is patient and has a process. This podcast is sponsored by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. If you're like our clients, you want to spend more time educating people and less time selling. That's why we turn Main Street experts like you into trusted mainstream authorities. We help you amplify your influence over a growing audience of magnetically attracted fans who will chase you down instead. Visit ProudMouth.com to learn more. I agree more. 2021 by far was our best year in developing new relationships with CPAs. I think yeah. you're exactly right. And um, my my opinion, in fact, you and I talked about this at a conference, uh, I think it was this week or last week. I don't know when it was. No, last week. Yeah. Last was that last week <laughs> around, um, you know, there's probably a three or four, maybe five year period of time yep. <laughs> where I think the CPAs that are not already engaged in wealth management and business planning and all the things that we're talking about, but they'll still be out there, right? Yep. And I think five years from now, I think it's going to be saturated. Not to say there won't be some opportunities, but I think the majority of CPAs who are going to jump into this space will have jumped by then because there's literally so much of a need and the old stigma. You know, I built my first relationship in 01, right, mm-hmm. with the CPA. So 20 years ago now, which makes me feel pretty old, but um, it was a rarity for, it was like just frowned upon and the AICPA didn't think it was appropriate. And I mean, it was just not, uh, not prevalent today. It's endorsed. I mean, the Mm. AICPA has got a tab on their, you know, website about financial planning and, you know, the PFS designation and and all that kind of good stuff as well. Yeah. Real quick, Anthony, before we move on from the mastermind group, and again, I think it's uh, really is just like a, a special group of folks that, to your point, need to have a little patience, but really are just like, hey, you know what? It might take a year or two, but if I actually stick with it and I'm surrounded by others who are winning in working with CPAs and I can learn and have a coach and a mentor that I can outsource to and, and learn from, there's nothing like it. And these, you know, no. these folks we're seeing it, they're building these businesses that it's slow. It's you know, not as quick as any of us would like, but all of a sudden adding three or four of the right relationships every year, ultimately you get to a point where you're bringing in 50, 60, a hundred target clients a year, target market clients a year, that starts to have a pretty significant impact on your income and your net worth. You know, yeah. And this is really, John, I mean, I feel like we've been pushing a bit of a boulder up a hill for a number of years here, just trying to get people to kind of see the vision. And one of the best things that's come from COVID is I think people changing their perspective. And as a result, 
it has been completely life-changing for advisors. It's not just nice to income or nice to net worth. It is it is literally changing people's lives, both the advisors and almost as exciting for me as like changing the CPA's lives. Yeah, I, you know, Anthony, and to be super duper, paduper transparent, Anton and I started working together a little bit on the mastermind. Is it five years now? Four years? I'm not sure how long it is. Ago it is. Yeah, four to five years. And um, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I think one of the things that Anton shared with me back then, four or five years ago, was that his coaching program or training program was working. He felt good about the product he was putting out. Some advisors were having success, but more advisors were not being successful than were. There were, there were more folks that paid their fee, went through the training program and didn't execute, not because the content wasn't good, but because there wasn't enough coaching. There was upfront training that was primarily video and some accessibility and group coaching, but there wasn't like this sort of concierge level service and over the last, you know, four years, through a lot of trial or error, and by the way, we're not, we haven't arrived yet. There's a lot more uh, to do, and we're going to continue to refine and get better. But we just kept looking at, it, well, what's not working? Okay, well, the advisors are getting the meetings, and then they stink when they meet with the CPA. They don't have the leadership skills. So, well, maybe we should hire a couple of people that know how to do this, and we should have them do it for them. And you know what? First six months of doing that. Didn't work as well as we hoped, and we had to fine tune it and right and and change it and go through a couple of people right and develop them, etc. And now all of a sudden, it's starting to actually go. And then what we realized was there's an opportunity to even go quicker. So this is one client at a time. You're meeting with the CPA. You're asking them to proactively reach out to their clients. They're following a script. We're getting pretty good at that. But some of our advisors have started to build relationships with CPA firms who might have a thousand or two thousand or more clients. And one of the things for for any of you who are familiar with Elite Resource Team, one of the things that I could share is Anton did an amazing job of marketing Elite Resource Team through email marketing and Facebook advertising and you know LinkedIn and YouTube and you name it, all stuff that is sort of foreign to me. But that is Anton's thing. That's what he's one of his things that he's really, really good at. So this concept was, well, how can we, you know, 70 advisors in elite mastermind group, the average advisor, you know, on their way to four or five relationships. Remember, it hasn't been here forever. Eventually, there'll be a 10 or 15 or 25 CPA relationships. You start to do that math. You know, I think Anton and I have discussed the cap on elite uh, mastermind, maybe a hundred advisors. It might not make sense to make it much bigger than that over time. So if you take a hundred advisors and the average advisor can get to a point that they have say six relationships, real relationships with CPAs, you have 600 CPA firms. Just for ease of math, if the average CPA firm has 500 clients, which is probably light by the way, all of a sudden, am I doing that right? Is that 300,000 clients, 3 million? What am I doing there? A couple of financial guys. So, wait a minute. So, <laughs> so 60 me... CPAs times 500, right? 60 times 500? You're no, quick. 600. So every six. Oh, 600. 
every yep. six CPAs, I'm going to go through this live right. for everybody at 500 would be 3000. So therefore Anton's got a calculator, by the way, everybody's cheating. So if, if six is 3000, then 60 is 30,000. Then yeah. So it's 300,000. 300, yeah. Yep. So I was right the first time. Yep. So, Imagine having the ability to go out to 300,000, I'm going to call them prospective clients, but high relationship to a professional that you have a partnership with and to be able to, through that CPA's website and through that CPA's email list with permission to be able to build awareness of some content marketing as it relates to the financial planning and financial services that you provide or that the virtual family office provides, or to be able to point those people towards complimentary consultations or to point those prospective clients towards webinars and Zoom casts and things along those lines. So with that, Anton, let's shift gears for our last seven or eight minutes here. And I just ask you to talk a little bit about elite marketing, kind of what you do for CPAs and kind of why it's so important that elite marketing is separately and distinct from the CPA firm as well. I mean- yep. Yep. Would be happy to. And again, it, it, it leverages the same idea of kind of the profit from a foreign land and also a, a book that John and I are both very big fans of, or a concept, I should say, of who, not how. So when, you, when the advisor has the CPA relationship formed, the trust is there. We start to generate a, a, a process that's consistently resulting in new introductions to clients. We're looking at it and going, yeah, but in addition to those, we'll call it two to three introductions a week, there are 500 clients sitting there. And so the CPA does not have bandwidth. They do not have time. They, do not, they are not necessarily great at marketing, but they do have the trust and the relationship. The advisors tend to be a little better at marketing, but it's not their background per se. So that's where elite marketing came from. And the basic idea there is similar to when you buy a house, you know, you don't work directly with, let's say you're buying it. You don't work directly with the seller and wire them the money directly. You work with an escrow company. They're a third party. They're trusted. They're good at what they do. That's what we are with elite marketing is essentially between the advisor and the CPA, we are a trusted third party. The CPA provides their contact list to their clients, their social media handles, and the, the advisor, the CPA, and us work on the content and the marketing that we want to go out. As John said, it's email. And it's also through their website, which I can talk about in a second. And then it's all of their social media. So their Facebook pages, their LinkedIn, you know, if they're on YouTube or Instagram, and also text messages. So all of this content that we have a team that is creating for the CPA is going out to the CPA's prospects and clients, is educating them, which is one of the key things. It's focused primarily on education. And then obviously it's leading the opportunities back to the partnership of the advisor and the CPA. And we're doing a couple important things here. We're protecting the information of the CPA. So they're not comfortable necessarily handing over a Excel document, 500 names, emails, and phone numbers to the financial advisor. That's a little uncomfortable for them for good reason. They, they are more comfortable handling it over to an escrow company, essentially us, right? And we sign an agreement with them that we will only act at their direction. The advisor also doesn't have to 
handle the same type of information or compliance restrictions as if they were the ones that were contacting the CPA's clients, right? It's, it's us doing it. It's us educating. And then we're just directing the interested clients and prospects back to the partnership, which, which is the led by the advisor. So it really um, addresses some of the key, I think, bandwidth issues that we saw once a partnership formed, because we're the ones doing all the content creation, scheduling, doing full analytics. And then it also addresses compliance concerns that the advisor has, as well as, uh, I think, privacy concerns that the CPA has. And since we've introduced that, uh, I mean, that, that has really just taken the partnerships to a whole new level because it's leverage at that point. I mean, we are now consistently two to four times a month reaching out to the CPA's clients. And we're doing that via email, via text messages, via social media posts, and then also consistently updating their websites to be, to be consistent with the message that the clients and prospects are now getting on the social media and on the email sites. Yeah. I mean, and the way I describe it to advisors is it's, it's content marketing, right? Where the CPA and the advisor are building this partnership, this forward-looking partnership where the CPA wants to provide content to their clientele about topics that are related, by the way, much of it is related to the CPA industry, tax law changes and what's going on uh, in the tax world, uh, just like CPA send now, because CPA send newsletters and things along those lines. But in addition to that, there's also timely information about the markets and financial planning and advanced strategies and business advisory, how to grow a business owner's business and um, investment banking, how to maximize the value of the business. And the, the cool part about it is it's a combination of content marketing and then call to action, which might be, hey, come join our Zoom webinar hosted by Anton Anderson Financial Advisor and Jim Smith CPA. So it's sort of hard to describe, um, but the results have been really good in full transparency. Uh, hasn't been going on for, you know, we don't have years and years and years worth of uh, data, but the CPAs are loving the fact because let's face it, folks, most CPAs, if they're lucky enough to have a website, it was, you know, it looks like it was built 25 years ago. And uh, again, stolen from Paul Latham, it says things like, I'm trustworthy and I have an integrity and we're responsive and things along those lines, which sort of like, duh, yeah, I, I would think you're going to be trustworthy. Are you telling me something that I need to know? Where the, the websites are built in such a way that these CPA firms really look like 21st century firms, couple that with the call to action from email and social media and text, et cetera. And um, it's just really building momentum, starting to convert lots and lots of clients. And um, I'm super bullish on that you know, in the future as well. So Mr. Anderson, anything else on elite marketing that you wanted to share or anything else just in general that you want to share? The weather may be in San Diego today. <laughs> so on elite marketing for sex, since you touched on the websites, I think it's important to understand the whole purpose is we need to have consistency between all of the different digital touch points, right? And we've got emails and social media and websites. Most websites that CPAs have, as you said, John, if they have them, they're static. So they were created and then they're essentially a billboard on the side of a freeway. What what we help the CPAs do is 
update consistently. So like once a quarter websites to be in line with their LinkedIn, to be in line with their Facebook, to be in line with the emails that are going out. So they are always updating the information that is going on about an educational webinar or a client appreciation event or tax law changes or on and on. So that dynamic that dynamic communication is one of the most important things. And then the second is building in this discussion for the CPA about the virtual family office has been incredibly beneficial. I mean, the, the CPAs have really have really latched onto that. And so we work with a lot of CPAs to help them understand how to communicate that story, how to talk to them about their relationship, for example, with John Cutton, how they are the proactive planning team, how they have a, a entire virtual family office behind them and what that means for their successful business owner clients. So I think it's just to wrap up, I guess, on your last question. I really think it's a tremendous opportunity right now. I've been excited about it, obviously, for years, but I've never been to this point where I am, where I feel so optimistic. And partly that's because the success that people are having and the energy that I'm seeing go to it. And partly that's because I'm seeing just slightly around the bend that the shifts that are happening, and nobody could have predicted COVID, nobody could have predicted that it would have went from Biden to, I mean, from Obama to Trump to Biden so quickly with such big tax swings. But all of these things are just really playing into the court of confusion. People are confused. They're scared. They're worried. They need leadership. And what we're doing by creating these teams is actually forming a much better ability to have a genuine leadership position for the prospects and the clients. So I think it's about going deeper with less clients, forming genuine true relationships, and plugging into whether it's a a virtual family office or a team that can support you in kind of the, the who, not how concept. It's incredibly exciting. I'm just, I'm very, as you said, bullish on it. And I think we've, if you go back to the, you know, the, the early days of the gold rush, for example, you know, you had a lot of the wild, wild west where people didn't necessarily know how it was going to unfold. And we've passed that where it's, it's not quite the wild, wild west anymore in this partnership situation, but it still is not the mass adoption. So I think it's a really good window where we've had, you know, we have a pretty established path to get from New York to San Francisco. We can be your guides along that way, but there's still enough gold in California where it's worth the journey. So it's, like I said, it's uh, obviously an exciting time. Well said. You want to take that analogy a little further, man? What do you think? You want to go a little further with it? I don't know. You got something for me? <laughs> no, I'm just, te- I'm just teasing you. Well said. I think, uh, I think you're absolutely spot on. It's exciting times. And, um, you know, those who engage will win. I mean, that's, you know, something we talk about a lot. And I think as I think about what you've built, and I'm happy to be along, you know, supporting where I can, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch it all start to click. And I, I thought this would be a really good podcast to kind of start uh, 2022 here, right? As we kind of get to the end of January, I guess. In that so many advisors start their business plans in January, we plan in December, and by the time we're done with January, we're already off in another direction. 
And I've, I've always had this saying, I'll kind of close with this. There's either an eat now or eat later marketing is something I've been saying for a long time. And advisors just don't have the patience. That's the reality of it. It's they want to eat now. They want to do something today that they can bring in a client you know, in a week or two. And the CPA business, folks, is not that. <laughs> it takes some time. It takes some energy. And it takes a much, much different skill set. And that's what I'm super excited about. And I know there's lots of other things that we're working on building to even add more kind of infrastructure and value and leadership to the mastermind group. But I don't know of anything like this where you've got a community of 70 advisors and a, a dozen folks that all they do is on a daily basis, think about living, eating, and breathing the CPA marketplace and how to, in, in essence, have financial advisors and CPAs collaborate to give clients holistic advice. And if you do that for long enough with smart people who are hardworking and want to win, eventually you're going to figure out all the kinks, you're going to figure out all the problems, and there's going to be lots and lots and lots of winners. And that's what we're starting to see. So it is exciting. So last, last chance, AA, anything else that you'd like to share? I don't think there's anything else, John. I enjoy the conversation as always. I, I hope people find value in it. I, like I said, incredible opportunity here. Got a good few years of a window of run runtime. I'm excited. Love it. Well, hey, I am very, 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 very grateful. <laughs> uh, it was five, right? Very, 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 very a lot for you being here today. My last question for you is if folks want to find you, where, where do they reach you? Yep. So... If you want to email, it would be info at elitert.com. That would be the best point of contact to reach out and elite resource team on any of the social media platforms or obviously Google it. And you'll, there's our uh, website right there. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Mr. Anderson. Uh, and I appreciate everybody listening today. And uh, as you know, if you yourself or someone you know, could be a good guest on our show. Please do not hesitate to let us know. Shoot us an email or visit us on our website at cuttingconsultinggroup.com. Thank you again for joining another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors and make it a fantastic day. If you are interested in learning more about how Cut and Consulting Group can help you with comprehensive coaching or partnering with CPA firms in your area, feel free to visit our website at www.cutandconsultinggroup.com or reach out to us at 855-722-9393 to have a conversation.